0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Home Gym Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today in the third episode of the Home Gym Podcast. If you're listening on the day of release, it's December 30th, 2020, and I'm especially excited today. I mean, for two reasons. One, it's the end of 2020. I don't think many of us thought we would ever get here, but we're here. We got one day left, and then it's 2021, or as I like to call it, 2020, revision one, So That's one reason I'm excited. Reason number two is we have our very first guest on the Home Gym Podcast. I'm super, super excited to announce this guest. He is also a fellow entrepreneur based in Toronto. He is the owner and founder of Squat Six Stands. His name name is Mike Kaufman. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show.
1: What's going on, Justin? How are you?
0: Having a fantastic Thursday night was super, super pumped to get you on here. We've been working for quite some time now. And I thought of you the second I started this podcast, I said, I want to get Mike on. I want to have a bit of back and forth. I think you can definitely help out the home gym community and, and gain some perspective from the eyes of a gym equipment manufacturer.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate that.
0: No problem. So before we dive into squat six stands, and, and I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that, I just want to get to know Mike a little bit. I want you to take me back and, and I mean, maybe, maybe talk to me a little bit about your lifting history, how you got into it and your power lifter, weight lifter. What's your, what's your uh, poison of choice?
1: Uh, you know, I can't really say I'm more of a, a hybrid athlete. I mean, uh, I've been playing rugby most of my life since I was 15 years old. Um, So that's kept me in the gym, you know, doing different things, whether it be, you know, we all started doing bodybuilding or what we thought was bodybuilding. Right. You know what I mean? We go, go pump some weights, go get some cheeseburgers. We're good to go. Right. But um, after that, yeah, once I started uh, taking rugby more seriously after university and whatnot, Kind of fell into the whole CrossFit thing, you know what I mean. Trying to work on my conditioning, all that stuff, and then from there, you know, everybody finds weightlifting. You know, we do a little bit of weightlifting here and there, and then and then powerlifting really became big for me for about two and a half years. I uh, never competed or anything like that, but you know, just fell in love with the grind, fell in love lifting heavy weights, yeah. And uh, yeah, now you know, turning twenty nine years old, and I'm just kind of. Want to feel good, look good, you know. So just doing a little bit of everything.
0: You know, it's funny for me. I I never got into CrossFit or weightlifting. And the reason was I just, I looked at all those people in the gym and first of all, they were really fit. So it was really intimidating. But then the other piece was, I thought there was no way I had the coordination for that. I mean, you grew up playing rugby. I played a little hockey, but nothing competitively. So I just, I mean, I played defense. I, I was good at skating backwards, not forwards. So I, I, the coordination wasn't the highest for me. So I thought there's no way I'm putting everything, anything over my head, but uh squat bench and deadlift that's simple enough. I could get behind that, but I no overhead press? You know what oh, overhead no. press? I mean standing <laughs> overhead press, you know? I mean I might do uh uh I don't even know what it's called anymore where, where you like uh, a jerk press if you will and maybe that's kind of the extent of my weightlifting. Yeah. But um I, and so as far as that goes, when you first started lifting, did you ever think about a home gym? Did you think I, I don't like being here or did you like the environment? Maybe talk to me a little bit about that
1: so it's actually funny you say that because um you know when we were young you know your parents always have those york plastic plates right filled with sand or the or the one inch diameter barbells or something like that so it's funny because i actually took all my parents stuff up to university with me so there was mike you know about to go to a bar you know first year (laughs) university just like you know pumping a couple curls before we went out with you know the what was at the time the best home gym equipment you can get when our parents you know were 18 19 years old and you know so that's always laying around everybody's house so like it's not a home gym but you know it also has to start somewhere right
0: it's something right you know it's funny i I think back to it as well in my second and third year university my roommate he had the entire attic and he was super into bodybuilding and this is kind of when i was getting into powerlifting and he actually had uh, a bench set up with barbell and weights and that was his home gym in university and i remember thinking like that was the weirdest thing ever. It was kind of cool, but I, I I'm like, how can you deadlift and how can you squat? And I mean, he was a bodybuilder. All he did was bench. So and for me, my long arms, I I hate bench. So I, I don't even think I used it once. I think I tried deadlifting and the whole house shook. So we kind of <laughs> gave up on that. But I
1: it was just destroying the parquet floors.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically, right? We'd always know when he was lifting or if he failed, he'd run up there and oh, you okay, man? So but uh, it's kind of funny. And so now I'm thinking back to it and my little brother, he, I mean, he goes to school in McMaster in Hamilton and he was really struggling this year because of, you know, the pandemic, all the closures and uh, exam season. I mean, that's his main outlet. He's working out seven days a week and now that it's shut down, he was freaking out. So I was able to hook him up with a little bench uh, and adjustable dumbbells. And he was just, I mean, over the moon and his, his whole, I mean, he lives in like a frat house with nine dudes. So they were just ecstatic that they had a home (laughs) gym set up now. And, you know, he was just, yeah. So it was kind of nice to be able to help him, but it's crazy how far we've come, uh, to, to now, right. Where, I mean, so, I mean, you got a little bit of a home gym set up, right. But I, I think you're in a condo.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm just in a small condo. So that's actually where the idea of my, uh, I'll dive a little bit into squat six stands that's where it kind of started from right because i'm in a very very small space you know i was going to uh, a crossfit gym in vaughn vaughn uh, strength and conditioning shout out to them they're <laughs> killer killer gym if you're in the area but um you know i really just needed something from from my condo when everything was shut down so i made the the indie stands you know especially having a little bit of a I wouldn't say like a weightlifting background, but you know I dabble. I have a few friends that are really, really into it. Right? You bring the indie stands on the platform, you take them off. You, they're they're great for if you don't have a lot of space, which is what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with a balcony that's maybe you know four feet wide by seven feet long. So it's nice just to have my indie stands in the corner when I'm not using them. We can still go out on the balcony, have a coffee, whatever. And then when it's time to get serious and lift, pull them out, smash some weights, and good to go
0: man that's got to be something else lifting on a balcony talk about uh, you know fight or flight if you fail right you don't want to go over that edge (laughs)
1: no 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 you know you you still got to play it safe you know at the end of the day you are working out at a home gym and yeah i you you can have spotter arms and all that kind of stuff but on the indie stands it kind of limits you a little bit but it's funny because i'm actually on the second floor so when i'm squatting everybody can see me oh
0: wow well what what about right now it's you know uh well i guess at the time of this episode it's supposed to be december 30th are you working out or, or how's that looking
1: I, you know what? And I'm not complaining, but business has been so great right now that I'm really just busy working on my product and working on my, uh, like just everything that squat six stands stands for building up my product line and all that kind of stuff. So, you know what? I'm I'm enjoying kind of taking a little bit of time off the gym right now. And, you know, I I come in here and get a point when I can, I got a few sets of dumbbells in here and there you go, you know, get a little sweat, do some core, do some planks whatever
0: i honestly, I feel that when when I finally got my home gym like set up, like I had everything, I didn't actually use it for like three weeks because I was so busy you know building gyms, driving around by the time I'd get to be able to work out, I'd just be so tired and I'd just I just wouldn't use it. So I felt like such a you know uh <laughs> I don't know, a fraud. I would go, Hey, the home gym's the best thing ever, you should buy one. And then it was like, No, no, I, I don't use one, no, I don't have the time for that. Although now uh you know, actually now I'm finding December's been a little bit slower. I think uh you know, people are focusing on Christmas and the holidays and and I mean we've gone into lockdown again, so the the focus hasn't really been there from my perspective. But um if I want to ask you just a little bit about your transition and, and kind of how you started squat six stands. So uh maybe tell me a little bit uh, about what it is that you do full time and, and how you kind of had the qualifications to be able to build squat racks? I, I know I certainly don't.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, by trade, I'm a welder. Uh, so I have all my tickets. I've, uh, like, uh, my, my, shielded metal arc welding, which is stick welding, you know, my gas metal arc welding, which is mig. I also do a little bit of TIG welding as well. You know what I mean? And so basically I do custom fabrication and installation of both structural steel we do staircases railings uh, any type of structural steel needed we also dabble in uh, miscellaneous metals as well so like architectural metals like stainless steel and aluminum and all that kind of stuff but we as a shop is actually just me and my father our company's Concise Custom Metal. We actually are a custom shop and we're a one-stop shop. So we'll carry everything for a client, right? So I've been involved in steel pretty much my entire life. Like I was helping my dad on job sites when I was 13, 14 years old, bringing beams up there, you know what I mean, <laughs> on a Saturday morning. And, and that's where kind of I started. And, and when I really felt, I went to university. I went to the University of Guelph. I studied history and all that kind of stuff um when i came out of university you know kept working with my dad and and i always just went back there right and when i really fell in love with it is when i started taking it seriously because you know i was um how can i say this a little bit of an overweight kid growing up you know but then when i started really falling in love with the gym i really fell in love with how hard i worked at this job like for me to to move beams to to be up in a on a scaffolding welding and all that kind of stuff it was hard work. And that's what I really like doing. So it just kind of, you know, started, it's like a snowball effect, right? You don't see it coming until it's here. And and now here I am, right?
0: Well, absolutely. To me, uh, starting to work out at the gym and powerlifting was the snowball effect for everything in my life. And I always say to people that I've changed and grown mentally way more than physically. And I I used to be, you know, like you say, a little overweight. I was 250 pounds. Now I'm around 180, right? So I lost significant amounts of weight, but I think I've gained way more mentally. And for me, what what it was was I realized that, I mean, up until I was about 18 or 19, I thought that I couldn't lose weight. I thought it was genetics. I just thought, you know, you got the shit end of the stick. I I didn't know that. That's what, you know, a lot of the industry makes you believe and you got to take supplements. You got to do X, Y, Z, drink apple cider vinegar. And then I started to realize that it was, it was totally within my ability. I I control it. I mean, the fact that I was having two chocolate milks a day, pizza and Jager bombs that, you know, that was not causing my weight loss. So once I, uh, weight gain rather, that, that's when I realized once I started going to the gym that, wow, like and. It doesn't matter if it's weight loss, which to me was the hardest thing in the world. Anything you want to do, you can accomplish. So to me, um, in fact, when I first started going to the gym, it was very negative. I, I, was, I was going to the gym as kind of punishment. And then I flipped it because I discovered powerlifting. I said, well, you know what? I want to get a little bit stronger every single day. And then that really shaped my mindset for, you know, I want to improve every single day in, in any area I can, whether that's strength, whether that's mentality, whether that's relationships in my full-time job, whatever it is, I just I just want to get better. Because to me that that's really the anything that you want to do in life, you always want to get better, I think, is what it comes down to it. so um, yeah, yeah, so so tell me a little bit about that transition from studying history to becoming a welder. Forgive my ignorance, I don't know that process. Did you have to go to college? Was there schools tests? what What does that look like for any of those welders out there?
1: So there's definitely different routes you can go you know what i mean i'm i'm blessed that i've been i've grown up kind of around this industry you know i've i've been welding since i was a, a teenager you know what i mean i was a, always able to kind of go to a shop and and you know put on a helmet lay some beads and and that sort of stuff right but um, yeah, you can go the route of an apprentice, you know what I mean? You can sign up and, and you can take the three years and do whatever you need to do. But you know, you can also go the other route where, and it's a lot quicker, where you work for a company that really wants to take you under their wing and they will show you everything you need to know. And then from there, you do your welding tickets, right? Gotcha. You get those tickets. And as long as the company's employing you, you just keep going, right? Like, and, gotcha. and, and I truly believe uh, especially in our industry you can't learn this stuff in a textbook yeah but it it needs to be on-site experience you know because the thing is is we don't do um at our company we don't do uh the same thing over and over again every single time i go to a job site every single time i need to go measure or stare it's something different right so you always need to be thinking outside the box which is where Squat Six dance comes from, you know what I mean? Like we're not trying to we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but we're trying to make it better. Yeah. You know, and, that's, and 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 the one product I have that I can say I'm very very proud of is my my fully adjustable pull-up bar for the for the 6 series because it's, you know, we're in a pandemic, people want to work out, but you have to work out at home. So how are you going to combat everybody has a different roof height, ceiling height. How are you going to combat that? Right. So that's where kind of my expertise falls into place and is really, you know, benefiting the home gym equipment market right now in my eyes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, I mean, I've used your your half racks on I think three or four builds now so I I can definitely attest to their quality and for that exact reason as well uh, a big reason why I would consider a half rack has to do a lot with that height limitation lots of basements um, in Canada are are pretty short so you're really (laughs) limited there I mean for me I've yeah I've got seven foot we we just did a garage that was six and a half feet with uh, one of your racks and like it was the only option we had and it actually worked out to be really well because it's incredibly well made and actually i was hoping you could touch a little bit of, about that in terms of the actual steel I, I would say that's an area of expertise for you um so how would a squat six tanned rack compare to one that was made overseas let's say maybe we can talk about gauges of steel and, and quality and things like that
1: yeah, so there's a few things that, especially the as a consumer, you really need to be aware of when purchasing a squat rack, right? And and, and the when I see this the most is mostly when you're buying stuff on Amazon. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you look at the gauge of steel and you say, "Oh, that's only 16 gauge steel, right?" Which is very very thin, a sixteenth of an inch. Like you're talking a few pieces of paper. That's how thin it is, right? Um, in my eyes, when I see something like that, you see how I see the inner tube. I see how thin the inner tube is, whereas most people just see the outer tube. They say, hey, well, that's a three inch square tubing. This is a three inch square tubing. Well now, why am I paying so much more for this other one, right? Because the difference in just going from a 16 gauge tubing to an 11 gauge tubing is huge because you are now adding another, you know, 332 to the thickness of your steel, but you're adding that on all four sides. So now all of a sudden, by the time you get to your, you know, you're saying 11 gauge, three by three tubing, you're almost adding another quarter inch of thickness to the entire rack, which is, which is huge, especially when you start getting into the engineering specs of stuff and you know, like they just, uh, the weight rating on them just goes through the roof, right? Like I hang staircases with three by three by 11 gauge steel and if that can wow. take a staircase, it can take, you know, a guy's monster five hundred pound squat, you know,
0: and,
1: and I'm and I'm not just saying that just off the top of my head. All of my stuff has been destructive tested, you know what I mean. I have all engineering reports on my stuff as well. So it's like when I give you a weight capacity, it's it's that's an honest truth. That is what it's going to be able to handle day in day out. And it's actually funny because I got my J clips destructive tested, and they broke after sustaining 8,000 pounds of pressure for five minutes, <laughs> the, the the horizontal leg on the J-clip, because I use 3-8 plate, which is very, very thick for J-clips, normally standards, you know, quarter inch, sometimes guys will go to 5-16ths, but adding that extra 16th, my, my horizontal leg just bent down maybe 10 degrees, that's wow. after 8,000 pounds of pressure.
0: Wow. And, and that yeah. would be the weakest point in the squat rack, the J-cup or the J-clip or whatever people call them nowadays. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's that's definitely the Achilles heel of any squat rack because that is where all the weight is bearing on that J Clip itself. That is where the shear is gonna happen. So, you know, yeah. if you, if that's strong, your rack's strong.
0: You know what? And and exactly the points that you just covered are the reasons I think we've clicked so well. I mean, I'm a full-time engineer and and having somebody who's gone through this because there's so many different manufacturers that have popped up, I mean, all over, not, not just in the Toronto area, manufacturing within 2020. It's, it's so hard to tell who's a credible, reliable source. Um, I mean, it seems like everybody and anybody is trying to weld squat racks together. But the fact that you have a design that has been tested just gives me confidence to then supply that for my home gym builds. So that, that's really cool that you have that. Uh, do you have that for, I guess, uh, each of the styles you have, the 6 Series and the Tungsten Series? Or is it just for it in general? How does that work?
1: Yeah, so basically everything is I got it destructive tested for the six series itself because that's the that's the more economical brand that yeah. I have. Then I have over to the, the the tungsten series, but everything is bigger, more robust, right? Gotcha. So it's not like I'm never, I'm never the issue becomes when you start going smaller.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: then you need to get stuff retested. But as long as you're going bigger there there there's no need to worry right everything is everything is industry standard you know what i mean and that's that's what we like to do like we i know i can't offer everybody accessories every single accessory that another company could offer right so you try to make everything as per industry standard as you can so parts can be mixed and matched because everybody has different you know different wants and needs when it comes to their home gym what might be what I would want, somebody else might want something completely different, right? So as long as they can use my product and, and kind of pick and choose different accessories from different brands and stuff, you know, it uh, I think it's just a win-win for every single home gym user.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. That makes sense too. You, you get the one that has the narrower dimensions tested and obviously the ones that are bigger and thicker are, are going to surpass that. So maybe even beyond that 8,000, although I think you use the same J-Clips for both, so maybe not. Yeah, um,
1: just a wider J clip, but it's, it's funny because when you talk, start talking about uh, safety, uh, whatever the max limit is, they always divide that by two and that's your, that's your weight capacity.
0: Oh, wow. That's quite a buffer.
1: Yeah. So especially when you talk about like fall arrest harnesses and all that kind of stuff, the limits they give you is always half what the actual product could take.
0: Oh, wow. That's impressive.
1: Yeah. That's, so that's just, it's just a, a little rule of thumb.
0: That's good to know. So, yeah. so we touched on a little bit, uh, some slight differences between the six series and the tungsten series. I don't know if you could dive into that a little bit more. I mean, if somebody's listening right now and they're debating between the two, what's really the, the main differences and maybe why you'd consider one versus the other.
1: So I think it really just depends on, uh, your style of lifting. Um, I think, uh, as a, as a power lifter, um you definitely want something i don't know you want something that looks cool looks yeah. bigger looks more robust right so you want to go with the three by three tubing i mean on a half rack I, I would say it's a little bit overkill but like i don't know i like big stuff like yeah. you know i'll have big rack, i'll have the big rack all day right and then you know like especially i think the three by three is now becoming the more um mainstream rack You know what I mean so especially when you want to look at all the accessories and stuff three by three is definitely the way you want to go because everything nowadays is made for three by three racks and then uh, in terms of the three by two racks it's just it's nice to have something a little more sleeker you know what I mean depending on like if you're using it for example myself on a condo balcony right to be able to have the indie stands and to move them and stack them on top of one another right I don't need that many accessories for my indie stand, so I can get away with a three by two. It just depends on, you know, preference and, and what people are looking for, right?
0: Gotcha. And and with the three by two versus the three by three, I would assume you save a little bit of cost that way too.
1: Yeah, they, the three by twos are going to be a little bit cheaper as well. Gotcha. And with the three by two, you have the, the fully adjustable pull up bar as well. Whereas the three by three racks that I offer, the Tungsten series, you're kind of not stationary. You still have four different heights to choose for your pull-up bar, but that's the limit you can go.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So, uh, just out of my own curiosity, would you be able to walk me through your manufacturing process? What are the steps? Let's say I want to buy a squat rack tonight. Uh, what happens on your end? Do you get that order? What are you doing? Are you welding things? Are you buying things painting? How does that all look?
1: Well, if you want to if you want to rock tonight, I'll just ring you up on here
0: and you can go pick it up.
1: No, no, no. So, so basically, what I always try to do, it, and I think it's uh, something that's been instilled in my mind, is I I, I just like to um, I like people to get their stuff as quick as they can. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I always the one thing that has been I, I feel like the word of the pandemic is pre order yeah everyone, everyone wants pre-order pre-order this pre-order that which you know it works for a lot of people definitely but I think I just like to be ahead of the curve and when I um, you know I, if you want to buy a rack for me I don't want to leave you waiting two three weeks I want it to be ready for you when you want it because I also think that's great customer service absolutely you know not, not only am I a welder not only am I a fabricator I'm trying to be the best uh, businessman, I can be. So if if I can get my rack in someone's hands in a couple days, I'm you know my job has been done well. Um, so basically when I start when I start getting low on on quantities and all that kind of stuff, low on stock, I start producing more of them. And basically how it how squat six started was it was me on a drill press, drilling 32 holes of a rack. <laughs> and trust me, that is a very, very time-consuming process. Um, now, you know, with the elevation of te- technology and all that kind of stuff, um, we have tube lasers, you know, million and a half dollar machines that can do all this kind of stuff. Wow. So I have a company that I've been working closely with and they do all my tube laser cutting for me. That's why you get those those precise holes and everything looks good and clean and all that kind of stuff. So I bulk order my uprights from them. And then when that comes into the shop, I'm just basically welding everything together, getting it all prepped for, for uh, powder coating and all that stuff, send it out. And then when I get my racks back, I know I have enough to sell to the consumers gotcha. and they can get their product as quick as they can. So I'm never making people wait more than a week. And then another good thing about coming to a local company, which uh, it's actually been great that people have been supporting local right now because it goes a long, long way, is that if there's any custom needs you need, I can provide that to you as well and have a pretty quick turnaround time. Like I've done some custom stuff for you and, uh, yeah. Let's hear. It. Let's hear how you think about
0: well, it. Well, you know what? It, it, it's funny that I was just gonna. I, that's what the word I had written down was custom and really speed of response. Uh, you know, I shared a story with you where I had one supplier we've been waiting months for, and we were ordering this equipment from overseas. And uh, it's unfortunate, but how things are going right now. Which I mean, you may or may not have to deal with this. Everything you do is, is local, so I don't think you will. Is um, if you're not a big enough manufacturer of gym equipment, then tough cookies in 2020, if you place an order for 20, 50, even $500,000 of equipment that might not be enough in comparison with some of these much larger, larger brands like life fitness and hoist and, and some of these big commercial gym names, because what's happening is they only have so much bandwidth in those factories and those factories produce products for tons of different companies. And so what's happening is, um, those orders are getting kicked off and that's exactly what happened to us. We had two or three gyms where we've been waiting since August. And uh, we were expecting things to arrive in middle of November. And we were told, sorry, it looks like March 2021. And I'm going, oh my gosh. I, and so uh, luckily, uh, thanks to you, we were able to quickly, I mean, within a week, go, <laughs> we're going from waiting months to within a week, we have a very good solution for, for our clients, which was really, really awesome. Um, and then yeah, on that custom piece, something that I particularly like in the half rack that you have offered me many times as a custom offering was having a vertical weight plate holder on the back of the half rack. I think for me, um, I mean, I, I, I prefer a full squat cage. I mean, personally, I use a a combo rack, but I think having those vertical weight plate storage on the back of the half rack, not only is it good because you can store weights there, it saves you the cost of having to buy an entirely other weight tree, but it just gives you a little bit more confidence. Should you fail the weight that you have that kind of counterbalance in place to, to save you when you fall. So that, that's kind of the, uh, the one custom piece you do. And then, um, recently we have a weightlifting platform that I'm building where I'm looking for it to be a little bit higher quality. We want to do a nice edge border around that. So I've come to you and, and I know I've heard many stories of, yeah, you do the squat stands and now you do benches and you do some of these accessories, but you definitely are not scared to shy away from some of these custom pieces. I think, I think you've made a a dumbbell rack. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I've made a few dumbbell racks. I've made. Yeah, different size pull-up bars for people, different types of pull-up bars for people. You know, being uh, being a metal worker, kind of anything I can do, the possibilities are endless, right? So,
0: so so on that note, so you got your spotter arms, you got your J clips, you've got benches now. What are some of the other accessories maybe that are in development or you're thinking about, or, or where do you think you guys are going to go from here on forward?
1: So it was funny because you asked me that question a couple of days ago, right? When you sent me the sheet for the podcast, and I and I've really been thinking about it. And and you know what, man, um, I do have a few prototypes in the works right now. We're working on a landmine. I'm working on an adjustable bench. I'm hoping to get out of that, get that out of, oh wow, you know, get that out to the customers, and, and you know, because everyone's looking for that, right? Um, you know, adjustable bench kind of just gives more possibilities to everybody, but. At the same time, it's like I am—I'm uh, a tradesman, you yeah. know what I mean. At the end of the day, and I don't want to sell something that's not perfect. So, you know, I'm not—not not just here, just trying to rush out products to make everybody happy. I want you to get a product, you be like, "Oh my God, that's the bench I want." So yeah. until I get that perfect, you know, I'm going to keep building my my product line and uh, just keep working hard. Like that's pretty much pretty much it. I yeah. develop as. Go and see how it goes.
0: No, you know what? I I appreciate that and I respect that. I know from my perspective, I know I'm definitely pushing it. Hey, I need this, I need that, I need this because it's been so challenging recently to find. uh, I mean, not only good quality equipment, but then have that relationship with that person too. I mean, sometimes you can find some good quality equipment just kind of randomly and then that's it, it's a dead end. So it's nice that we've built this rapport and you've been able to help me out. So, uh, I mean, I know your goal I think you said this to me before was was really to have comparable quality to Rogue um, I mean, they're seen as as an industry standard, at least in the home gym market, um, I mean, in the CrossFit space. And I think you're doing exactly that. I know there is a Rogue Canada, but I, I see you as that Rogue Canada for me, where I can go to to find that high quality equipment and, and just someplace that's dependable. And I, I never have any concerns. There are many times where I've gone to open up equipment that's from China, from wherever, and... There's always a little bit of fear. Is this piece going to fit right? Is is you know, and especially if you're waiting months, that's the last thing you want is, "Oh, this didn't fit right." And you know, you got to get out the rubber mallet and just really work it until it until it goes. I mean, I I don't have that with you. I I was joking. I mean, we had talked about, "Hey, maybe I could uh, be your installer." And I I was joking about that because of how bloody easy it was. It was uh, every time I've built your racks, I mean, I, it's it's especially now that i got an impact wrench it's super super easy and and it, i like to see more equipment like that without these yeah. crazy intricate designs but at the same time i can also respect that too when you're when you're talking about things like an adjustable bench that's something that requires a lot more thought and a lot more manufacturing than um a flat bench right and so you don't want to release that until it's up to those same standards so i i absolutely respect that that's that's fantastic
1: yeah. And, and not only that, too, it, it's uh, like you want to have a good looking product. But at the end of the day, you don't want the end user like our consumers to be pulling out their hair, trying to set it up. Right. You want it to be in a way that they can come home and they're, you know, they're like, you know what, this was really, really easy. And it's a really good product. Like there's more than just making the actual product that goes into selling a good product. Like you yeah. want you want the end user to be very confident with what they're building at home too, because nine times out of 10, I'm not building it for them, Yeah, right? They're building it for themselves. So it needs to be very um, easy to put together. Uh, the instructions need to be very easy to read and all that kind of stuff. And it just needs to be done right.
0: Exactly. And uh, you know what, that's that's a great attitude. And I think that's why you've had so much success so far. Um, kind of on that note, how how far are you into this? How many months have a squat six stand or, or years now, I guess maybe almost. Has it been since at least the idea was there and you started? And maybe how many racks have you done? I don't know if you have that number relevant or on hand.
1: Oh, it's uh, yeah, no, I know <laughs> quite quite a few. I think I'm over 200 racks right now. Wow, which is a pretty big feat. For uh, I think we started in uh, April. Wow. April doing this and and it's uh, yeah, it's still not uh, a full. I still have another company beside this as well So, you know, it's been it's been busy, but I'm enjoying the adventure. It's been a grind, you know I got married to my beautiful wife this year. It was congratulations uh, Yeah, so, so, you know 2020 it hasn't been an ideal year for a lot of people, but we're trying to make the most of it I was able to start squat six stands, which has been very very rewarding you know, got married this year. We got a beautiful, uh, we adopted a beautiful dog as well.
0: Oh, so, That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I know it's been a, it's been a good year for us. And, well, well, you yeah, know what?
0: 12%. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I I'm like you where, you know, 2020 as a whole is, is kind of a crummy year, but I think we're making the most of it. And I think that's really the lesson learned from this year that anybody can take away is that, um, you know, you could have five year plans, you can have all these things that you want to do, but when push comes to shove um, it's all about you and how you react and how you adapt. Right. And I think that's where we saw this opportunity to help others this year, start new businesses, learn about ourselves, challenge ourselves. And so, yeah, 2020 hasn't been, uh, you know, it hasn't been perfect, but I mean, I'm definitely very happy for this year. I think I've grown tremendously. I'm looking forward to 2021. I'm looking forward to traveling again. I, I definitely miss that. I'm sure you guys probably want to go on a honeymoon after getting married during the pandemic. Um, and, and kind of on that note of of looking forward... I don't believe in, in New Year's resolutions personally, but hey, you know what? Some people have them. I'm just curious. Is there any any maybe resolutions for 2021 or anything that you want to accomplish, 400 racks, 600 racks, anything like that that maybe pops into your mind?
1: Uh, you know what? Hey, man, if I could sell 1,000 racks, that would be awesome. <laughs> think- but no, no. Realistically, my New Year's resolution, it's kind of my resolution every single year is just be the best person I can be. You know, I want to, like I said, produce the best products I can. And as long as my customers are happy with what they're buying, 100% satisfied, then that is what I'm striving for. I'm always striving to basically deliver the best product I can with squat six stands. And you know what? I'm just so happy that so many people have really uh, taken the support local thing really serious. You know what I mean? Because without, without these people supporting local and still wanting to buy stuff off Amazon, there wouldn't be the, there wouldn't be the need for the companies like mine. And just really, I got to give a shout out to all my customers who have supported us thus far. And you know what, it's been an amazing journey and I can't wait to continue it.
0: That that's fantastic. That that's, that's a really great message. I think with that, that's where I want to end it for today. I think we'll definitely get you on to the podcast for future episodes. Um, I do understand though that you had prepared a little bit of a gift or a little bit of a, a discount. I think for all the listeners of today's podcast, is that correct?
1: I did, yeah. So you know what? After forty minutes of talking, I just got to look up. Uh, <laughs> I think look it's, up the again it's
0: home gym but, ten, right? I think that's yeah, it.
1: So Everyone that tunes into this podcast, we really want to you know give a little gift to you for you know your New Year's resolution for the new year for twenty twenty one let's uh kick 2020 to the side let's get over the the whole covid thing and uh yeah use a home gym 10
0: all lowercase uh, does that matter
1: doesn't matter lowercase uppercase however you feel if you want to scream it uppercase (laughs) uh but yeah www.squat6standstoronto.ca everything's there all our different product lines all our different accessories and keep your eyes peeled for for uh new new product drops we're always working so
0: awesome and and if they want to connect with you uh you said your website what about you're on instagram facebook all that
1: yeah instagram is squat six stands and then uh you can even drop me an email as well i'm happy to answer any emails if you have any questions about any of the products any customized features if you need something specific to your ceiling height uh yeah squat six stands at gmail.com
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for being on the podcast. I think this was extremely valuable, valuable for our listeners. And, you know, we have a little bit of, of a saying at Custom Home Gyms Canada. We like to say, why go big or go home? Why not go big and stay home? And I'm confident our listeners can do that with squat six stands in their basement well, garage or balcony or wherever they can fit it. So thanks so much, Mike.
1: Yeah, Justin. Thanks for having me, man. Have a good night.
0: Take care now.